How do I put this to you? You're uh, pushing up daisies, you're in permanent nap time, you're a fertilizer. Hey, is any of this sinking in? You're dead. D, 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 dead. To back in my day, my name is David Petrangelo, and this week, the not-so-stereotypical millennials are heading back 25 years once again to 1997 for the results of our 1997 summer movie wager. Now, I'm sitting here recording this after we recorded the results of this so that we had time to choose what movie the winner was going to make the rest of us watch. So if you don't know how the summer movie wager works, you can listen to episode 128 called What's More Plain Stupid. It's a whole lot of fun to record. Basically, in any summer movie wager, we got the idea from what was the Slash Film Cast and is now known as the Film Cast. We rank the um, summer box office domestic earnings. So what we think is going to be number one at the box office, what we think is going to be two and so on. Each position is associated with a certain amount of points at the end. Whoever has the most points gets to choose a movie that the rest of the people on the podcast have to watch and we review. So I'm not going to reveal uh, exactly who won, but I will reveal the fact that sitting here, you're about to hear and listen to the results that we recorded a while ago. And then we're also going to be review, reviewing the movie that the winner also um, was able to choose for the rest of us to listen to as well. So, um, 1997 Summer Movie Wager, listen to it on episode 128 where we made our wagers. And then now you're going to hear the results and the review of the movie that we all rewatched as well. So, without further ado, on with the rest of the episode. Okay, so we're going to jump into the results of the 1997 Summer Movie Wager. Mike was nice enough to uh, tally all our picks and uh, create a spreadsheet because um, I guess the joke among us is that uh, Mike really likes spreadsheets. Um, you know, whatever whatever gets you going, Mike, it's fine. Um, and uh, <laughs> he's going to tally the results. He's doing it as we speak, the 1997 Summer Movie Wager results. Uh, this will determine... Um, who's going to pick the movie that as a group we're all going to watch. Um, and that is what you're going to hear a review of in the next few moments. So this is being recorded before we watch the movie, but we just wanted to sort of get a live reaction of who wins and who gets placed where and where these movies actually made money because we went into this very, very blind. And as you heard in the episode uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, we went into it with very, very little research. So <laughs> we thought we would sort of get a live reaction to it and then jump into the actual movie review itself. So number one, we were wrong. Number one was Men in Black. We were all wrong. What? It was Men in Black. Yeah. Wow. See, so I was lead. toying between those two. I was honestly. I um, am genuinely surprised. Yeah. We all get seven points for having Men in Black second. Okay. So we didn't do bad. Uh, and then the Lost World Jurassic Park was uh, second. So okay. we all get seven points for having it first. Okay, so, so at least that, that's up. kind of a wash, right? Because everyone gets the yeah. same points. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we all, had the, we all had the first two same picks, so that doesn't really matter. Uh, number three is very interesting. Number three is actually Air Force One. 
So I was right in my mind with that being a big hit. I get seven points for having that fourth, and Dave also. And Ian and Mina, Armina gets three points for having it having it seventh i think and ian didn't have it at all oh he had a dark horse oh, he so he one, one dark point. horse he got yeah. one point yeah mm-hmm. wow that's way up there holy i thought yeah. i thought for sure that number four was gonna was gonna mess us up mike <laughs> or at least yeah. at least maybe it would be at like number six or five or something like that wow mm-hmm. yeah okay so number number four this is shocking to me. Well, I guess not, but my best friend's wedding, 127 wow. million. I should say the amounts too. So Men in Black made 235 million, Jurassic World, Jurassic Park, 227, Air Force One, 155. My best friend's wedding, $127 million in 1997 to be number wow. four. Did you you get that, Ian, did you get that right? Nailed on? it. Nailed it right oh. on 10 points. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So hold on. So Jurassic Park made what? 220 and then? 225, 227, sorry. And then what was what was next? What 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 was third again? Air Force One with one fifty five. Oh my god! What a huge difference. Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot of money. Yeah, it was really the top two, and then the rest. Yeah. Wow, wow! Ian got that number one. Holy! Right yeah. on. You guys all got points on I me. Mean, I got one point for having Dark Horse, but you're all doing pretty good. I mean, okay. I mean, actually, you know, we were doing good, Dave. And then, and then my best happened. friend's wedding hit, and then Ian, so you know, did really well, ten points, but you still got three, Dave. So you're still doing right. good. All right, number five is Face Off, the first okay. Nick Cage movie. Oh, man. List. It yeah. did better than Con Air. No. Better than Con Air. <laughs> yeah. I got seven points for that. Dave got five. All right. Wave Power got three, and Ian got three. So it, it made $112 million. Number six, Batman and Robin. No. Million. You rat. Yeah. Wow. So That's I was off. Uh, I only got three points. Dave, you got seven. You were actually pretty close. You had it at five. I had number five. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my power at one point. Uh, so yeah. that did pretty well. 106 million. Wow. Uh, not as really well good. As I hit a hundred. hundred. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Number seven is Con Air. 99 million. That's where okay. Con Air hit. Uh, I actually did pretty good. I had that one off. Um, wow. Nice. I know. So any, any thoughts, anyone on the list so far? Top seven. I, I mean, I've, honestly, the, the Ian's pick with with the rom com is is huge. Like that's that's crazy, and I'm actually genuinely surprised that Face Off did better than Con Air. I, I am act, like even if it was nine and ten, or even if it was you know seven and eight. Like I'm I'm very surprised that it uh, that it Face Off earned more money. I don't I don't know why. I don't know why I feel that's that's. I'm surprising. regretting not having Air Force One on there, and mm-hmm. I put Fifth Element way too high. That's basically where I'm at right now. Right on. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. All right, I think White Power's got something to say after the next movie because number eight is actually George of the Jungle at ninety-five million. Ninety-five million. George of the Jungle, real. Yeah, just might have saved my list. She's the only one that got five points from that, and you guys got one. Yeah, the fact that it's not at like ten or nine, like it's like that's a wow, that's a great spot for it. Holy, it killed. That's amazing. How much did it earn? Yeah, uh, ninety-five million. <laughs> it almost beat Con Air. <laughs> yep. All right, so here's one. This is the one for big round the points for the scoring. Uh, his is... number nine was Contact. Actually, okay. made the top damn. ten. Yep. Oh, yeah. Crap. So one point for Dave. I think Mina's looking good right now. Yep. Seven so. for Mina. Life from power. Mina. Yep. Yeah. I don't know, man. I have two in in my top five that are. Are looking pretty right now. Yeah, and the last movie, number ten, 
None of us nailed it, but mm. you all had it, not me. Hercules. This was my fatal error, okay. not having Hercules at all, as even as Dark Horse. So Hercules, number 10. You guys all got points from that. Uh, so that's the top 10. It made uh, 86 million. So some of the movies we talked about, like The Fifth Element, was 12th. Oh, uh, n- okay. Number 11 was a movie none of us had Conspiracy Theory. I don't- oh, oh, yeah. I remember that one. Yeah, yeah, I remember that movie. Right, right. Was that Travolta or no? Uh, it's like Julia Roberts. Morgan Mel Freeman. Gib- Mel Gibson. Yeah, Morgan Freeman. Yeah, yeah. Mel Gibson, actually, I think. And Julia oh, Roberts. Mel Gibson. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah that. so that made uh, 64 million. Then oh. The Fifth Element. Then Spawn. So, Ian, you weren't far off. 54 Whoa, million. Spawn made. made that much. Jeez. Yeah. Nice. And then Austin Powers at 53 million. So, pretty far from the top 10 for <laughs> some of us. I think Ian had it at three. I had it, uh, three. I had it at seven. Dave, you had it. As a dark, dark horse. horse, yeah, and uh, um, this I'm was very... our fatal flaw for wife power and I. Speed two cruise control came in at sixteen. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> but Mike, where did Airbud come in? That's what I want to know. Airbud, yes, that's yeah. the real question. All the way down at number twenty-three with twenty-three wow. million was wow. Airbud. Yeah. So I wanted to ask about nothing to lose because I was debating putting that as a dark horse over george of the jungle but obviously george no. of the jungle was the, the better yeah. call george was better call do you, do you see what nothing to lose made or no no i don't even see it on the list Just oh there's 17 17 after oh, okay. after That's speed too too. Okay. Yeah, better than air bud <laughs> <laughs> um, so okay so we were sort of somewhat tallying in our minds but uh mike what's let's what's the ranking here who wins yeah and, uh so I'll start at the bottom. Uh, if my calculations are right, I haven't audited them yet, but I think they're they're right. <laughs> this is a safe stretch to last year. But so I come in last with thirty nine points. I had okay. uh, speed two, I had Airbud, at fifth element, all getting zero. That was mm. really what cost me. So sure. that's that's you know me and third. Yeah. Then we have a tie for second with wow. forty one points. Uh, so I guess if I reveal this, the winner will be Yeah, will so be who revealed. wins? Let's go with who wins. So yeah. The winner with 44 points. The winner had nine of the 10. No, he had two movies that weren't on there, uh, but so got a lot of, of sevens. Uh, yeah, eight out of 10. That is Dave with 44 points. Wow. I am very surprised. Dave, we're not worthy. Again. We're not worthy. <laughs> How is he going to torture us with this year? So Dave, you got seven for Jurassic Park, seven for Men in Black, three for Con Air, seven for Air Force One, seven for Batman and Robin, three for Hercules, five for Face Off, zero for Air Bud, three for Best Friends Wedding, and zero for Fifth Element. One I, for wonder if, I wonder one if for Air Force One and Batman and Robin might have been the saves just because they were pretty close. Yeah, or close enough, but oh wow, I'm surprised. Going off what you were listing off, I was like, oh, Wife Power's got this. Like, I thought so too. Yeah, I called uh, Wife Power getting this for sure. Uh, yeah, had Speed Two and The Fifth Element both getting zero, and um, that's I what guess cost her. I so I had one zero or two zeros. You had two as well, but you, but just you know had what? More the point difference was three, yeah. right? So whatever whatever movie got me three points. Yeah, three. I guess it was yeah. the difference. Yeah. Yeah, so like you get 13 for one or 10 exact, 10 for two to nine exact. One spot away is seven points, two spots away is five points, and then further than that is three points. Yeah, man. And so you had a lot on of sevens. one version of my list, I had contact at number nine. <laughs> oh, and I took and it only, off of like, mm, 
I don't only it. one of us even nailed a movie in the exact spot, and that's Ian with my best friend's wedding. That was the only that was the only person to nail something at the exact. That's wild. Exact of spot. all movies, yeah. too. That's wild. Yeah. Wow. See, I thought I thought Con Air being where it was was gonna was gonna kill me. I thought that was when you said it was higher or, or further down. But uh, okay, well, I got to make my pick. Um, uh, I, I don't know if I'm going to torture you guys yet, or I don't know if we're going to watch something not not torture. But the pick can come from any time in 1997. It does not have to be anything that we discussed here. It can be, but it uh, can be anything from the entire year of 97. Um, and that is the uh, the recap and review you're going to hear in a few minutes. So um, let's just, uh, without further ado, let's just let's dive right in. I was just going to say one thing, yeah. host Dave, in that yeah. uh, you have your pick of the litter from Shaq choices from 97, Steel, <laughs> or he cameos in Good Burger as well. So have fun with that. Good Burger. <gasps> I forgot about Good Burger. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Let's see what it is then. <laughs> hey, Dave, like, congratulations. This is the second time in a row to all of our chagrin that you have won the retro as you want whatever retro whatever we call it uh the king of back in my day yeah and those that don't know last time dave won 96 wager he made us watch probably the worst movie we'd ever seen (laughs) the shack genie movie so we just can't wait to hear what you have in store for us this year dave (laughs) (laughs) luckily listeners do not have to wait long it is coming up right now Imagine a substance with the power to destroy humanity. Imagine a creature insane enough to use it. Imagine a hero on the verge of creation. This is just what they want. You're playing their game. To now play dirty. Justice has a new weapon, and the world has a new hero. Spawn. So, if you do not recognize that trailer, or any of that music, or that sound, or those voices, that's right, we all watched Spawn. So, the 1997 summer movie wager, as you just heard, wrapped up and somehow I won again and I decided to pick a movie that I personally have never seen. So I chose it because I figured it would be kind of fun to kind of go and watch another comic book movie, you know, do a back in my day style thing, watch comic books or read comic books, watch comic book movie. And 25 years ago, let's do, let's do that. Let's go back and find something. And it's something we discussed in the episode itself as well. Um, Ian, I think you had it somewhere on your list. Why did I bring up this infernal film? (laughs) (laughs) Not going to lie, man. I think one of the reasons why I picked it was because you brought it up. (laughs) Oh, no. You can't (laughs) leave the blame on this on me. No. Not after Kazam. So, okay. So I want to get that out of the way first is that Kazam was kind of on purpose. I was like, I just want to watch something trash and trash it. Um, So that was last year. That was the 96 wager. This one I legitimately wanted to watch. I was like, I just want to see what it's like. I don't even know what the story is, and I've never seen it. 
So I'm going to go to, I don't know who wants to put their hand up first, but I was thinking about going to Mike first because you saw the movie as a kid. And I think you were mentioning that yeah. you remember enjoying it. Obviously perspectives change uh, 25 years later, but uh, yeah, let's, let's go to you first, Mike. What, what did you think of Spawn before we get into more details uh, into the movie itself? Well, but I first want to say that Dave's reign of terror needs to stop because uh, first he made us watch Kazam when he won the 96 wager. Now he made us watch Spawn. And it's actually a movie that I kind of have nostalgia for. I saw it when I was way too young in the theaters. Hashtag stop Dave now. (laughs) (laughs) When I was reading something, I saw that uh, when I was uh, in the theaters way too young. And when you're like nine, 10 year old boy and you're, watching this gritty movie with swearing and blood and shooting up and gore. It's like, you think it's awesome, but uh, Dave had to ruin my childhood and make me watch it again. And, um, you know, face the fact that it's very bad movie, (laughs) pretty bad movie. Oh Um, I, yeah, it's not great. I, but I want to talk more about spawn the character because I really do like spawn the character created by Todd McFarlane in the nineties uh, Image Comics, if you know the story of Image Comics, you know, it was when Todd McFarlane and um, Eric Larson, Jim Lee and all these guys like left Marvel, started their own studio or their own comic book company, Image, that was all about creators' rights, creators owning the characters. And like the first big flagship character was Spawn by Todd McFarlane. And Spawn was like punk rock, you know, like metal, like indie, cool character your parents didn't want you reading it. I had like, I was way too young. I was like seven years old, probably in 92 or something like that. Yeah. Six, seven years old when the spawn was created. And I remember I had one spawn comic book spawn number 29 of the original run. And it was like, I remember reading it as a kid and I don't know if like, my parents knew that it was like a rated M for mature comic. I just want to say the plot of this single comic is he like spawn falls from heaven or something. He had a fight. So he's all B has no powers, gets picked up by this little kid little kid takes him in it's like one of those stories but the kid is from an abusive home his dad is a cop he's an alcoholic he's like beating the kids spawn has no uh power so he can't help them and then spawn gets his power back he takes he takes the dad into an alley beats him up tattoos all over his body i beat my kids on the guy's body (laughs) yeah then he says if you do if you touch your kids again i'll come back right the dad goes home he's like pissed so he goes to beat the kids again and the little kid grabs a gun and shoots the dad in the head and that's the comic book and i just that will stay with me forever like all the images of it and everything it's like wow so much better than the movie it's yeah it's (laughs) the one like 22 page comic has more in it than the movie but that's just the type of comic book that spawn was it was like not the stuff you were seeing in marvel and dc you know? No, and it wasn't so, supposed to be either, right? Like that was part of the point is that Marvel wasn't letting them do what they quote unquote wanted. So that's what they went for. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, I think it was mostly over- creator rights. But yeah, anyway, so the sure, character sure. was like, yeah. um, you know, this cool punk rock character. So being seeing the movie and it was it was kind of awesome at the time, just some of the scenes. But, you know, looking back on it, whatever it is, 25 years, I don't think it holds up at all. The worst part is the final fight, which is like the worst video game cutscene I've ever seen. Basically, <laughs> like that's what it looks like. You can't follow it at all. How dare you besmirch video games? Video games are way better than that. <laughs> yeah, that no, time. no. That's so, so like the worst video game cutscene. And then the major flaw of the movie is the John Leguizamo like 
oh, Vindic- Vindicator yeah. clown character. He's just in the movie way too much. Like his dialogue like, is probably five times. It's violator. Oh, violator. Right? And he makes, <laughs> he makes a point of saying that he's not the vindicator. He's like, I'm not yeah. the evaporator. I'm not the vindicator or whatever. It's just <laughs> oh, the like, big how much of the dialogue belongs to him. Like it's like gotta be 40 percent of the freaking yeah. script. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, yeah, it's not great. There's, there's nuggets of good stuff there. I like the story, I like the origin story. I think there's something good there. I think I have hope that they could do it right in a reboot actually, because I think there's good stuff there. I think there's like a nugget. Well, I think he's a great character from the comic books. And I think there's some good stuff there done right with the right people. You could actually have a good movie. So I'm actually, this is one where I'm excited for the reboot, um, mm-hmm. but it was kind of a painful experience watching the movie again. <laughs> not going to lie. <laughs> Anyways, that's my thoughts. I know I rambled well, on. Life but... power. I assume, I assume not far off based on the way you were shaking and nodding your head while Mike was talking. <laughs> Yeah, this I didn't hate it. <laughs> I didn't like it. <laughs> I'm kind of like in the middle there. I I didn't in like it. In the middle it. of hating it and not, not <laughs> Yeah, I didn't it. like <laughs> it, but I didn't hate it. <laughs> um, I'll give the movie props for one thing that the runtime was an hour and 40 minutes. That's my kind of movie. <laughs> Probably with uh, the credits too. Yeah, and so, so far too long. Yeah. Honestly, if you cut out all of the stuff with the clown and the violator, it might have been a better movie. He was so distracting, and one of the worst characters I have ever seen in a movie. <laughs> that he just completely ruined it for me, and. Mike talks about how it's like a good origin story. I watched the movie and today, like we watched the movie today and I still don't really understand the origin story because the John Leguizamo character was just so over the top and so distracting and so annoying that I feel like any of the pieces of like kind of explaining the origin story that he brought forward, I just like in one ear and out the other. Like (laughs) I just couldn't pay attention to anything he was saying. Like his character was just awful. And well, to clarify, I'm not saying it's done well in the movie, but I'm saying he does have a cool origin, like from the comics. Oh yeah. And I can see see that. That's the bare bones of a good story. Yeah. Um, but and like if they do a, like if they do go like the reboot route it's like they almost have to take like the deadpool punisher like logan style where like you can't try to make this a pg-13 movie like i feel like it's got to be dark it's got to be super violent it's like that's the that's the kind of like based on like what i saw that's kind of like how the character's coming across to me, but then you made it a super campy, like weird movie with this like like eccentric clown character that's talking about shitting his pants. And it's just like, yeah. <laughs> what? Like, it just doesn't match how I feel the character was supposed to be. Like, I was expecting like very dark, very gritty, very mm-hmm. violent, and lots of like blood and gore. And like, like I was almost expecting more of like, like a horror line with this character and it's just like it just wasn't that and it it just it really fell flat for me yeah well and the movie has didn't agree more yeah the movie seems like it is it wants to go there at times but then doesn't quite get it doesn't quite make it there or only does it for like a couple minutes 
you know, and then it goes back to like Wazamo being a friggin' goof, you know, like yeah. it's just you, half the time you can't even understand what the hell he's saying too, because he's just like they go they go too far with his character where it's like he's supposed to have like these crazy teeth and what I know that's how he looks, but then he talks in a way where it always sounds like he has a napkin in his mouth or something like it's like okay i can't i can't hear you and and when i do hear you you say stupid shit like <laughs> oh he's he's overwritten to hell it's, yeah, overwritten. it's supposed to be you're not supposed to like that character he's the bad guy he's the you know you're not supposed to like him but then the problem is putting him in 75 percent of the movie right like yeah we already don't like him it's just grading the amount like if if it was sprinkled in here and there more like i don't know i guess you could say almost like jim carrey riddler even though i didn't like that as much if it was like mm-hmm. sprinkled in more like that or maybe that's a bad example but something this movie than makes those there. movies look good well i oh, think yeah. it's similar in a way um i think it's very oh similar to those, this it's, is it's so those much 90s, worse <laughs> it's those so 90s worse. superhero movies right like john leguizamo sure. is like I'm going to do the Jack Nicholson, Jim Carrey thing and just chew the crap off the scenery here in this movie. It's He's not I'm the getting, only one. Like, yeah, there's I'm so many one note characters. Every, every line in this movie is, is like a one liner. Like every once in a while you'll get a full sentence, but yeah. most of the time you don't. And it's just like one line zinger after one line zinger. Like that's how everyone talks to each other. And I just do not understand. Like that's not how comics are written. Why would you make the movie that way? Like, I don't understand, like, where they're getting that well, from. Well, it's it's clear that this, studios don't really know what a comic book is at this point Especially in the 90s. Back then, like, yeah. yeah, it's just like they, they have a very weird idea of what a comic book yeah. is on the And very screen. inconsistent, right? So. Um, but that being said, I mean, we get Blade in 98, which is like the best comic book of the 90s, uh, comic book movie, mm-hmm. and it leaned into being rated R. This movie has no business being PG-13. No business. Like, it starts off, like, it could be a really solid R-rated movie, and then it just takes a weird dive into, like, PG-13 land. This is PG-13? No, like, yeah. that's, I guess that's how I got into see it as a 10-year-old, but, like, I would assume that's rated R. This is but not that's suitable. Thing, like, it dabbles weirdly between graphic violence and then goes into, like, a story mode of, like, a kid's movie. Like, it's... It's very yeah. uh, bizarre, a very bizarre choice. And I think it was like a visual effects guy who wrote and directed this, and he basically didn't do anything else after this. Like, uh, or he also just, didn't do very much in this movie either, clearly. There's not a lot of good writing or direction in this film. Like, there's or, some... or visual effects. Well, and that's what surprised me the most, is the visual effects had like weird shifts between, like you could tell where some of the money went, but like on the other hand, like there's just effects in this film that should not pass for Hollywood or whatever they thought this was. His, I think his suit is, is definitely passable, especially the way that his, uh, his mask goes on his head. I think that's actually not so bad, especially for the time, but then everything else, I'm just like, what the, the cape was awful. everything in hell yeah. was trash. Like it, oh, was, it made it like beyond hard to watch dude, the, the <laughs> devil or, or whoever the hell that's supposed to be doesn't even move their mouth when they're talking. It's That's, just like... Yeah, it's like Dormammu, but Dormammu is like stuck in like caramel or something. I don't know. If, dude, I okay, so I wrote down with, with that fight that uh, it looks like a dish of red and brown mashed potatoes. That's what everything looks like. <laughs> it looked like drain hair is coming to get you. Drain hair is like moving across the screen. Like don't no. don't mess with the drain hair. You, Are you guys like, talking about the character? How could you forget his name? Malbolgia. Like, come on, how could you forget his name? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Malbolgia. 
like, no, no. It, it was very hard to swallow. Like, there was some story elements. I think the intro scene is actually, like, not bad when we see him as, like, a, you know, whatever you want to call him, like, splinter cell uh, soldier guy or whatever, seals. yeah. And he's just like, you know, he's, he's sucked into one world and then he needs to go out of it and become an anti-hero. The story has like bare bones decent, but like it's just executed poorly and very sloppy writing in this film. Yeah, like, I, just, I'm with I'm with wife power with what she said before, where it's like I still don't totally understand where and how these powers are coming to him and why I just like I understand Martin Sheen, which to me, I put in here as quote unquote, Mr. Bad Guy, because he has a raspy voice. So that's why he's the bad low guy. all-time low point but... for Martin Sheen. He plays oh, a one-note villain. I w- didn't even think he was capable of playing a one-note character. I, he had, but he has a raspy voice, so he's the bad guy, right? So... Um, yeah, and I, I was, I was actually digging... But... Like, I'll give a little bit of positive. Like, I was digging... I was digging that stuff actually until the until the clown guy becomes grading. I was like, okay, I'm get, I'm digging it all. You know, he is... He's... There, it's like the hell, basically, right? Balbolgia and the clown, yeah, yeah, and yeah, trying yeah, to bring the apocalypse. And this—he's a businessman who, quote unquote, made a deal with the devil. So yeah, he got rich and famous, but he sold his soul, and he has to answer to I, the, the clown, who's the devil's thing, telling him what to do. And then um, they tell him to kill. They're looking for someone on Earth to lead uh, Hell's army in the Armageddon, and so yeah, they pick, yeah, they pick right. the guy that ends up being Spawn, Jai Michael, whatever, and then. He gets his powers did, because he's did Obi-Wan chosen. Kenobi pick him or was it someone else? I can't remember. <laughs> he's chosen to be the the leader of the Hell's Army. But then you have this like sort of devil on the shoulder, angel on the shoulder. You have another guy from Hell who uh, was an old knight, you know, whatever his name was. Cagliostro and, you know, or whatever. Cagliostro, like, that's like a couple it. times. And so they're sort of, is he going to go dark? Is he going to go light? You, you actually have a choice. You don't have to lead Hell's Army. It's like, okay, all that there is a... There's some, there's something there, you know. Something could be done. You could have a good story out of all this, and then it just starts going to crap with too much of the clown and too much bad CG and and all that. That's but the weird me, thing but... is bad CG. We had reboot was ninety four. Beast I was Wars just going to say 96. reboot looks better like, than this. There is so much better CG than what was passing for this film. It's like uh, it just annoyed me because the cape stuff was okay. Like it could have passed. Violator is where it starts to get like okay, there's some visual effects here, but everything was wasted with the whole health stuff. That by the time you get to Violator, it's like like a Violator could have been a passing villain if they just focused on him and forgot about you know Mal. Yeah, he needed to be. He need, definitely needed to be in it less. Yeah, like you know, he has so many terrible lines that you can't even repeat. He's no, the center can't. of every scene. He's the whole movie. He's pulling Martin yeah. Sheen's thing. He's the clown at the party. He's I wish we'd got Mike Myers. In fat bastard. Yeah, yeah. If it was like Fat Bastard, that would be better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, he's literally like, the most integral character in the Spawn movie. It makes no sense. And, like, and he turns into that other monster thing three quarters of the mm-hmm. way through the movie, halfway through the movie, and that scene was like, okay. He transforms into something else. How surprising. That's cool. And then I wrote down, so I didn't forget it, but the fact that he's this giant monster and then like three seconds later after he kills like three people, he just disappears and they're like, where is he? He could be anywhere. This thing is huge. It's the size of a building. What do you mean? Where is he? He's fucking massive. Like, I mean, he has weird weird powers that are not really defined. He seems to be able to just do whatever is needed well, in the script. I, I mean, I know Spawn can kind of do whatever too, it seems, but at least his things, at least towards the end, they kind of explain what mm-hmm. Spawn can do, but 
it's like you the, know, it's like the fastest um, learning montage ever. He just says, "Think, think about it," and then it just happens. And he's like, "All right, you're good to go." <laughs> like that's about I've it. Got chains, I've got cape powers. They're just gonna come out whenever. Yeah, I just um, just think about it. You have billions of something attached to your neurons or whatever, and it's like, oh, of course. Yeah, my neurons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if someone said that to me, I would just know exactly what that means and how that works. No problem. <laughs> dude with dude with brown coat, no worries. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. I just it's just so stupid. You no. Know, for as much crap we're giving this film, I still think it's a better made venom film. If that's any <laughs> consolation. Honestly, like there was like the bones of a decent like okay, Todd McFarlane worked on Venom and then he created Spawn, right? So there's a lot of similarities between those characters. There's no not gonna lie about that. But also like if Venom had taken this kind of approach to the story, I could see it being a better film. So like there is story elements to Spawn that I like. It's just like there's a lot of weird turns and execution it's just like yeah you can't it never commits to being like one thing yeah i I think it should have stayed like an r-rated film and not gone like this weird hybrid like okay now the kid's gonna be involved like he should have like committed but then again it's a late 90s film so they're gonna follow like a formula right so that's where it kind of loses me and todd mcfarland todd mcfarland had a a, a cameo right uh he was in Towards oh, yeah, I completely yeah. missed it. Yeah, so he was one of the scared, like, uh, vagabonds or whatever from the... Oh, the, okay. The more forgivable part of this movie that you nailed is that it was made in the 90s. It was before they knew how to make good comic book movies. <laughs> the fact that we got Venom in, like, 2020 or whatever the hell, and they made it, like, a 90s Spawn movie is the ridiculous part of it. But, Venom, but the right? fact That's that Blade what... was, like, literally a few months later is Blade is what Ian said. It's when they first started yeah. figuring out how to make these movies, right? He's but like it the was first like, good comic book movies. It was so. 98 or 99. It was like, it was right around the corner. Like oh, I know Blade it was 98. Yeah, it was the next 98. year. It, it, they didn't have to try to do as much CG as they did in this movie. So like, okay, you know, they didn't have to go with that as much, but it is vastly, it is, it like Blade is one of the best comic book movies still. Because it just went for it, right? Which is part of what we're saying. So what, yeah. what I wanted, what I it wanted, leaned to into the R rating, and it, it benefited from it. Oh, it heavily. I remember watching that even when we were younger, going like, "Oh wow!" Like they they did this. They there's blood everywhere. There's fights everywhere. This is crazy. Um, I do want to touch on if we thought any, despite the CG, like the ones maybe like the first big action scene and like the the hall, the event thing, like halfway through the movie when he sort of first uses his suit and his skills and stuff. I wanted to ask wife power just because did any of the action work for you at all? Or is it all just pretty much just a mess? (laughs) I don't think so. I mean, some parts with the suit were pretty cool, but again, it's like the movie was just lost for me. Like it didn't, I think Ian mentioned it. It's like, it just didn't know what it wanted to do and it's like sometimes you felt like it was going down that like r rating like rabbit hole and you're about to see something like really really cool and then it was like nope just kidding but (laughs) the so like and we're talking about like the effects and like all of that type of stuff but i think like even the story lacks and there's one part of the story that like still drives me crazy just thinking about it because like i have a three-year-old <laughs> <And>, like, <laughs> i know she could direct I, a better spawn film 
No, but it's like, <laughs> I know how a three-year-old acts, right? And it's like, he was gone for five years. Mm-hmm. It You carry a baby for nine months. So it's like, you're telling me that this little girl, like the wife or the fiance, or I forget what she was at the start of the movie. Right. She right. moves on from him so quickly to the best friend. They get married. They have a kid. And then it's like, but only five years have passed. And you have this like six-year-old walking around the set. And it's just like, this doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Like, was it Spawn's kid? And it's like, the kid was there before they got married. Like it, it was just so confusing. And I think at one point, like he does, they, they might have clarified that it was actually like the best friend and the wife had her, but it's like the timing doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Like that's not a toddler. That's like a full grown child. Oh, she looks like she's six or seven years old. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, he's only been gone for five years and it's like, (laughs) (laughs) nothing adds up here like it just i think it actually is his kid but it's not said in the movie right yeah Yeah, and it's it's not it's not not clear yeah it's all just lazy yeah and it's like sometimes like when you have like the cool special effects and stuff it's like you can get away from the lazy like you can get away with the lazy writing because it's like you have something in the movie to make up for it. But it's like with this one, it's like you have lazy writing and you have shitty effects. And it's just like, you can't no. have both. <laughs> <laughs> you can't and, save it. Yeah. And you can't have the worst character in the movie with the worst like voice um, tone. Like you said, Dave, like you can hardly understand what he's saying. Yeah. You can't have him be like essentially the narrator of the story. Like Yes, that's a good the, point. He's essentially like the one giving us all the information. He's the person that's like, I want to hear the least. So it's like the movie is just flawed. Like they just made yeah. a lot of bad There's no Alec Guinness. Cho- no, right? Like choices yeah. that it just it doesn't work on so many levels. Yeah, it, it it's 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 a shame because there's there's stuff there, you know, like like Mike said, like there is some stuff there, but otherwise, oh, it just uh, like e- even at the end, it's like they could do something with it, they could tease ahead, they could kind of like be like, oh, this could be an interesting world or whatever, and there's like a voiceover that just says like, uh, he has fought his demons or something. Or has he? And like, that's it. And then he's just chilling on top of a building. I'm like, all right, cool, I guess. Yeah, we'll find out next time. Yeah, we'll find out never because this was garbage. Like, <laughs> just, well, yeah, I agree with you. I think well, what Mike said was it's ripe for a reboot because there's so much more they could do with the character from the comics. But this film, it leaves a lot in the garbage. It's just like... <laughs> the guy, uh, Terry is, I think the actor's name is D.B. Sweeney. Like, he brought nothing to the table for me. Like, I, I just, uh, there was a lot of uh, just nothingness to this film. Yeah. The, um, the one thing at the very end that, um, that killed me was the thing was the sort of like plan that they had was called Heat 16, like the whole like master plan kind of thing. Terrible so def- name for a drug. Yeah. Right. <laughs> COVID 19. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's it's as close as you're gonna get, right? Um, they uh, 
they do that like sort of final fight scene in the living room or whatever, which again, I could not tell fully what was going on. Um, and then like three minutes later, they're outside, all the ambulances are there and everything. And the, the, I guess, quote unquote, new husband, whatever you want to call him. I can't remember even what his name was. Was it Terry? Is that what it was? Um, yeah, Terry. Terry. Yeah. He goes Terry. to the news. Terry he goes, yeah. He goes to the, <laughs> he goes to the news station there. I like, Oh, what about the, the drug or whatever? He goes, um, heat 16 has been destroyed. Oh, just like that. Like, you just like, press a button. For it. we're good. Yeah. Like just press of a button. They had like this huge master plan on these big screens and all this thing sweeping across the world. And all of a sudden, you know, less than 10 minutes later, no, 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 we got it. It's, it's done. Oh, thank God. Okay. All right. So, so they need to start on that implant they had to put into Martin Sheen to yeah. make him interesting. Like this was <laughs> this was a terrible movie, guys. Like there were just choices. He takes it out with the Superman eye powers somehow and just like I know it. that's what like, it was not set up time, at all. I thought about this. I was like, they left this on the cutting room floor because they had to go and do this whole elaborate scene, and it was like like there for oh. a second. And what's hilarious about that too? is that they're literally doing heart surgery on him and he's awake the entire time. Yeah, and he's watching the yeah, he's watching them like put it in and he's like, "Oh, like, he's like, good job, doctor." <laughs> it's like nine Super doctors advanced. around him and he's like wide awake. No big deal. Hey, what's up? Like, yeah. What the fuck? Uh, I I feel bad for Michael Jai White because like he doesn't seem like he was given much to deal with. Uh, we see him in The Dark Knight. We've mentioned this before. He's one of the gangsters. He has yeah. a way better role in that film. Oh, yeah. He's, he's great in that. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, the only other thing I want to mention about like Spawn himself is that I it's the same thing with Jack Nicholson in the 89 Batman movie. Why is he not in his suit or his mask as often as he should be? Why do we have to stare at his stupid ugly raisin head oh for 95 percent of this movie <laughs> he does look like a raisin yeah you actually got a box of raisins when you were uh, entering the theater. <laughs> i was eating raisins when i was eating it and when i was watching the movie and i go i can't eat this anymore this is gross yeah like i just couldn't do it, it was... <laughs> he's a talking raisin man it's costume design like... is not the worst thing about this film like they're no they're... it's definitely not it's not and, it's and good that's effect. the thing it's like they, yeah. they don't they don't do a terrible job. It's just all the stuff they layer on top of it. It's just, it makes no sense. Exactly. That's, um, it, it, I, I liked the way that the mask looks. I mean, it's always looked kind of cool. It was always looked kind of edgy, like what they were, you think that they're kind of going for, but they just don't use it often enough, at least to cover his stupid face. And I'm just like, I don't, you know, I don't get it. I just don't understand that decision. Just like I didn't understand it in I agree. He looked Batman, cool so. with the mask, so they should have had him in about half the film. For sure. y- you hear him the same way. He talks the same. It's not like you need to worry about that being a problem. You know who's talking. Just I'm sure it was like a yeah, similar, similar to like Robert Downey Jr. in the Iron Man movies. Like they got to find ways to get his helmet yeah, off the and star show that movie star face. Even if it's covered in <laughs> heavy prosthetics, right? Like yeah, I did. That. I did. Um, when I was I was sort of watching the movie and I was like I never thought about Spawn like this before, but I was like oh man Spawn the character, he gives off big um, Ghost Rider vibes, you know it's a little bit of Moon Knight a little bit of Ghost Rider he's like kind of made this deal with the devil or he's like the spirit of the hell or that's where his powers come from, and then uh, mixed in with some Deadpool because Deadpool it's like that existential thing of like he is on Earth 
but he like can't be with the people he loves because he's like horribly disfigured and scarred and all this stuff, right? So Ryan Reynolds is like hilarious in that film, and they found a way to make him not like the guy who has to just hide in the shadows and whatever. So yeah, and I'm talking about the yeah, no, I'm just talking about the characters, not the, the movies. The choices yeah. they made, whereas this film is just like like you said, the t- the typical like uh, superhero film that we would get in the '90s. Yeah, yeah. No, but I'm just talking about that, that from the characters. Like, oh, and maybe when Todd McFarlane's creating, he took a little bit of these characters as inspiration. I don't know. I just thought I about that, that when I was watching yeah, it. No, that's true, though. All those ones that you mentioned, you can see pieces of them in there mm-hmm. for sure. Well, that's what I like about Todd McFarlane's creation in Spawn. Like, it works well in the comic book medium. It was not mm-hmm. ready. It was like half-baked in the 90s for a film. But, like, I oh, do yeah. want to see where they can go with it um, now that they he's had a much more illustrious background and, like, you know, uh, they're in well into their 300s and issues right now so yeah mm-hmm. i want are we going <clears> to <throat> are we going to get the uh the batman uh oh i didn't know this was a sequel or or is it going to be a reboot <laughs> are we going to get that oh, oh yeah. yeah just leave they this have to start from scratch <laughs> yeah like i could see them um glancing over the origin story and and giving us like you know when he's already been spawned for a couple of years and just giving us like whatever the most popular best, which I'm not, I'm not that aware of like story from the comics is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just giving us that, you know, kind of like how the new Batman movie did it. It didn't go over as the origin again. Like, you know, he's in out there in the culture. Everyone knows who the character is kind of, and they can just give a quick little recap and then you can get right into it and tell like whatever interesting story they have to tell. That right. Would be the, Using best. the character. Yeah. Yeah. That would be the best. Like, we don't need to see that's, the, that's the, not a bad call origin again. Power, yeah. Because like you said, like, if they spend time building on his origin, when which in this movie they did that, and then he forgot it, so we had to spend time retreading it in the movie. So yeah, that was no a part sense. of the movie. I was like, that just happened. Like they're showing us a flashback. Yeah, <laughs> dying in the. Like, I, was like, I just it's like watched he forgot that everything and had to be reminded. So I think yeah. your idea is way better. Just have him already spawn and just yes. All right, we get it. We never mm-hmm. have to watch this thing again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, I'm, I'm, I. I thought it was going to go better. I, I truly thought this was going to go better. Dave, Boo. don't lie. You love punishing us. You love holding the no, fact man, that you're I the swear. champion over I us swear. and making us suffer. <laughs> we, we get it. Yeah. Mike, Ian, and I have to uh, have to get our shit together and make sure that Dave doesn't win next year. <laughs> yeah, we have to band together. Did you hear that? Yeah. 1998 coming for you. Yeah, Played yeah, number yeah, one. Yeah. Dave will be dethroned. <laughs> I will not three-peat. I, I, again, if you listen to the episode and you go back, it, I was very surprised that I won. Uh, but uh, I don't know. Regardless of who wins 2022, which we still have to find the results of that, and regardless of who ends up winning 98 when we do that next year, um, I hope this time we can find something that at least has something redeemable because it feels like the last two are just not that. So... Um, if you stuck with us this long and you watch spawn, I'm sorry. <laughs> He's not sorry. He, he loves to torture you. <laughs> sorry. I asked anybody else to watch spawn. <laughs> Don't buy his fake apology. <laughs> I'm just he revels in our misery. <laughs> He's gonna he's gonna end the podcast and just laugh. Yeah. <laughs> if I ever win, I pledge to pick a better movie than Spawn. I yeah, you heard okay. it here first. Well, you, you heard it here yeah, first. You heard, you heard it here first. You heard it here Pressure's first. On. Ian's a better man. <laughs> 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 he is just a nicer guy. <laughs>
I'm just going to forfeit points to Ian next year just to make sure Dave doesn't win again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oops, you put that there instead. Oh. Um, okay, Mike, before we get to our, our, I guess, until we get to the 2022 results, uh, which we'll probably get to sometime in September when the summer's over, we've had some surprises already along the way if you're listening to this in the middle of the summer. Um, I have a feeling that our lists are kind of, are not going to be as confident as we thought they were going to be. Um, but I think that's across the board. <laughs> it seems like everyone did not realize that Top Gun was going to make all the monies. But, movies are uh, um, back. <laughs> movies apparently are back as long as Tom Cruise is in them. So um, until that time, Mike, where's everyone finding our stuff? So the best place to find us is on social media at Day Back In is our handle on most social media platforms. Uh, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash backinmyday. We uh, review a lot of the Disney Plus shows over there. We have some pre-show banter as well, where Dave's going to give his thoughts on Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness since he missed that episode. So check us out there. And yeah, the podcast is called Back in My Day. And if you want to help out the show a little bit, you can give us a review or a rating on whatever podcast app you use to listen. Exactly. And uh, again, thanks guys for watching the movie along with me. I, I swear, I swear it wasn't on purpose. I swear. But until next time, everybody, we'll talk to you soon. Ha ha ha.